Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll-free and take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up anything that you want to talk about. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got Skype. So feel free to Skype in and join us there at Skype username LRN.FM. Tonight in the studio, it's Ian and Mark. And uh, we're expecting to be joined by Johnson shortly as well. Of course, we'll talk to you about whatever's on your mind, but we also bring stuff to the table that we think you might find interesting. Coming up, the latest from Venezuela and uh, the folks over at Fee. That's the Foundation for Economic Education. Have some advice for what is it that Venezuela can teach young socialists who, uh, you know, whether they're paying attention to Venezuela or not, uh, they should because it is the, you know, the current socialist failure to note. And we have been uh, talking about it in, in you know, some level of detail here. Well, don't get uh, don't get on the wrong side of U.S. sanctions. There's one less lesson. So uh, we'll, we'll get back into, uh, to, or we're going to get into that coming up. But uh, speaking of the United States, Donald Trump has proposed a budget with $3.6 trillion in spending cuts. Spending cuts. That's a loaded term. So spending cuts tends to mean that this is what we were going to spend, mm-hmm. and we've cut the amount we were going to spend by $3 trillion. So what you mean is, so let's say that the amount was, uh, they were going to spend, increase the spending by, by $5 th- trillion, by five trillion. Or $10 trillion, yeah. and now they're only going to increase the spending by $2 trillion or, or $7 trillion. Uh, seven or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so here's a story, but, but we don't know because we haven't seen the actual numbers. No. So I, I don't but know. But that's, that's usually how it, how it works. Uh, Bloomberg.com reporting here. President Donald Trump made an impassioned plea for support for minority voters during his election campaign by asking them, quote, what do you have to lose, unquote. On Tuesday, they got an answer, as did many of the rural, poor, and working class voters who propelled him into office. In his fiscal 2018 budget proposal, Trump asked Congress for $3.6 trillion in spending cuts. That would mean steep reductions in food stamps, Medicaid health insurance payments, disability benefits, low-income housing assistance, and block grants that fund Meals on Wheels for the elderly. Yes, that's right. Donald Trump is going to take food from the mouths of the elderly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I'm pretty sure Meals on Wheels can do fundraising on its own. Exactly. Uh, Which is, you know, part of the idea, as a libertarian, and I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, I'd like to make that clear. We're just, you know, this is in the news. We're talking about it. But as as a libertarian, I believe that Helping people should be done on a voluntary basis, on a consensual basis. Fundraising. You would agree, though, that um, I I agree with you that it should be voluntary, and voluntary means using charities, not using the government. But you would agree that there's going to be a bumpy road between the expectation that the government will care for you and the reality that it will not um, in a libertarian transition. I don't know how bumpy it would be, honestly. I mean, yeah, there's probably going to be some bumps in the road, but people, I think you can count on them to care about other people. I, I believe that that's true. And they I kind of have that- to see the consequences to some extent. And there, there's a certain amount of people that are currently on whatever welfare programs or disability programs they're on that really don't need to be. That's I've met true. them. The, and, the people who are using the welfare, taking advantage of the system, th- those people, that they ex- know the rules. Expect 
the caterwauling to uh, to increase to a fever pitch. Oh yeah, those imagine Sarah have to go to work. If uh, our caller Sarah, who's on welfare, uh, if she all of a sudden gets cut off, right, and suddenly she can't do her activism, which is calling into Free Talk Live, unless she can her... find some charity that's willing to pay her to call talk radio. Right, shows. Maybe she could work for the Democratic Party, um, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is that she does. Um, you know, the, expect the the fever pitch uh, fervor. Oh, yeah. I mean, America would have to be ready for this. And remember, you know this. This fervor would make for great sound bites. The news is all prepared to make Donald Trump look bad, and they'd make any Republican look bad or anybody um, libertarian or anybody who wanted to cut these social welfare programs because they believe that these people need to be taken care of. Now, the government disempowers them in a, you know, a whole variety of ways, and we don't know what the, who the government's actually caring for and who the government's enabling. We don't have that information, and mm-hmm. there's no way to particularly find it out without uh, pulling the whole rug out from underneath. Sure. But, um, you know, the, the media is going to take those sound bites and they're going to proclaim them far and wide. No doubt. This no is doubt. one of the reasons that I find, uh, you know, taking cuts in social wel- welfare programs, which are largely pretty small. Compared um, to the military. Right. Sure. You, you, Social Security... Medicare, which was mentioned, um, Medicare is essentially a program to give people who paid twenty five cents in a dollar in medical coverage. Um, it is a it is an old person subsidy, is what Medicare is, mm-hmm. and um, it's and it's frankly immoral. It's old people stealing from working uh, class people and then claiming that they paid for it. No, no, you didn't. You didn't get a seventy five percent discount on that medical care and then pay for it. You're taking that money from me, and then you'll take it from my kid, because that's what that program is. Okay, and mm-hmm. um, you know, then you you go on after um, Medicare. Underneath that, the military spending comes into play. You know, most of these programs like WIC and and what we call welfare. Um, you know, these sorts of things are are much smaller as far as budgetary items go. So the plan found little favor in Congress, even among Republican lawmakers from districts and states that gave it's Trump. deadly. <laughs> wide margins in the Nove- Martians margins in the November election, and it had Democrats talking about a deal on spending that would exclude the White House. The administration was undeterred. Budget Director Nick, excuse me, Mick Mulvaney, called the spending proposal released Tuesday a rethinking of government to place greater weight on the interests of the people who pay taxes rather than those who turn to it for help. Mulvaney said, "Quote: It's a taxpayer first budget." We're no longer going to measure compassion by the number of programs and the amount spent on those programs, unquote. But Congress had its own plans, and Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell said in an interview last week that Trump's priorities, quote, aren't necessarily ours, unquote. He said further, we know the president's budget is not going to be passed as proposed. Uh, I know that too, yes. Uh, even so, Senate Republicans are working to implement some of the proposed Medicaid cuts as part of an Obamacare repeal bill and a plan to take up his proposed tax rate cuts later this year. Senate Democratic leader Chuck Schumer called Trump's budget, quote, the latest example of the president breaking his promises to working Americans. But he also highlighted the bipartisan agreement on 2017 spending that cut the White House out of negotiations and held out hope for a repeat of that deal, saying our Republican colleagues dislike this budget as much as almost as much as we do and that's because the republicans and democrats aren't really that different when it comes down to it they well, love their government programs in trump's defense um, and believe me i don't want to do that uh he's going to say something to the effect of look i've increased spending in um military in the area of military the military needs to buy things 
in order to buy things, people need to build those things. In order for those to build those things, you need to hire more workers. So I'm putting these people to work. I'm giving them, in all likelihood, better paychecks and um, you know a better life simply because they are not going to be on whatever the subsidy program is as opposed to um, you know getting a real job, which is what he's going to call a military-industrial complex job. So that's a way for him to uh, – what do they call that? Republican welfare? I would say so. Uh, Johnson now joining us. Hey, Johnson. Hey, hey. We're talking about Trump supposedly proposing uh, $3.6 trillion in what are called spending cuts. The best his, spending cuts. Yeah, in his uh, proposed <laughs> budget. So uh, he says, here's what I'm happy about. This is House Speaker Paul Ryan uh, says it's going to get a heavy reworking. And he says, quote, we finally have a president who's willing to actually even balance the budget. And we'll have a great debate about the details on how to achieve those goals. The fiscal plan sounds reaches, excited. <laughs> reaches deeply into programs relied on by many of his core supporters, including cuts of $610 billion from Medicaid, alongside $250 billion from repealing Obamacare, $193 billion from food stamps, $72 billion in SSI, Social Security Supplemental Security Income Program. I feel like I'm talking to some uh, you know loser that can't get their life together, and they're talking about balancing their budget. You're twenty about the government. You're twenty trillion dollars in debt. You don't need to balance <laughs> your budget. You need to part start yeah. putting stuff away against debt. You're paying. They a, can't do that. They can. Uh, they don't know how to do that. Well, they're not gonna do that. <laughs> no, they're, they're gonna keep kicking that can down the road. They're not gonna balance the budget. <laughs> no. There's more coming up here in moments. Uh, the toll free number is eight fifty five four fifty free. But if you think it's bad in the United States for old people, what do you hear about what's happening in Venezuela? It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Bring up anything that you want. Our number here is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. And we've got Skype as well. Our Skype username is lrn.fm. Mark, you've been raising money with the help of Cell411, their matching funds, as well as uh, Jax, right? That's right. Uh, Mm Jax.io. So they're matching donations to a... uh, an orphanage that's being built in Uganda. Tell me more. What's the status with that? Yep, they're uh, they're putting up the walls right now. Soon the building will be ready to get a roof. Um, we're ready to you know raise some more funding to get some more materials. We need, we need, we still need some more uh, mortar and rebar in order to uh, you know get things uh, get get the walls finished. And then we'll be working with. Um, you know trusses and uh, roofing and, and that sort of thing after that so um every dollar that you donate at this time and uh, you know but thanks for, to everybody who donated in the last uh, 24 hours it's uh, very very helpful so um if you donate for for instance uh, 50 dollars or 100 dollars that's going to be 150 dollars or 300 dollars because it's yeah. being matched by both wow sell 411 at get com or and, excuse me, uh, Jax.io, the uh, official wallet of uh, Free Talk Live. The That's Bitcoin huge. Wallet. I mean, normally if you're doing a fundraiser, you're lucky if you can find one person to match yeah. donations. But we've got two. Right. 
That's and amazing. What they want to see, and I think it's completely fair, is is that this project is worth something to the listeners, right? Like they're, you know, I'm sure that these guys could write a check to to cover the whole thing if that's what they wanted to do. But they, what they want is is they it's important want, to have other people supporting. It. Right. Yeah. It's a, you know it's a community effort here on Free Talk Live. That way we can say the listeners did it. Um, I don't have uh, you know I don't want to be using terminology like I did it. Yeah. I want to be using the terminology like we did it. So please go to hope.freetalklive.com. There are several options for donations there. You can go through PayPal, and then I'll uh, get it to them. Or there's a direct uh, Bitcoin address that uh, we can send money to. And there's, uh, of course, uh, options with uh, MoneyGram and Western Union. And uh, we put up a GoFundMe, too, just to uh, have some people like that better. So there you go. And that's at hope.freetalklive.com. That's right. All right. We're going to go to your calls here. We can talk more about the proposed Trump budget here in moments and uh, what is supposed to be cut out. And then we'll uh, go down to Venezuela and get the latest on what's happening there. It's Ian Johnson and Mark in the studio. Let's go to the phones first. Go to Skype where uh, Dan is on the line. He says he's calling from a psych ward in uh, London. Dan, are you with us? Yes. I'm with you. I'm Dan since Anne Marie from uh, uh, the MTV artist Anne Marie did the shower deals, and I'm now Dan. I don't know what you just said there. Do you speak a foreign language? No, no, no. I speak in English. I'm in a psychiatric ward, not as you said, I'm in a psychiatric ward. And welcome. You said you were from an MTV uh, show no, or the, a band. The, the MTV artist. Anna Marie, she did a hit. Uh, Anna Marie. Anna Marie, she did the shower deals and another. Shower deals? Shower deals, shower deals. Shower deals? But I don't know what he's saying. Can you guys make I, that out? No. I claim the, uh, the terrorist attack of Manchester, and yeah. I can prove it is related to our. Now, well, hold on. We can get into the terror attack in Manchester, but I, I got to say, I'm curious. Uh, how, how do you get access to Skype in a psychiatric ward? I mean, in the psychiatric wards that I'm familiar with... Yeah, what kind of speeds are you getting there? You uh, don't... What, what are you getting down and up? You in, don't uh, get access ward? to electronic devices, typically. Well, once I did the watch 72 hours, so three days without sleep, mm. in a row, the telephone, the YouTube video telephone with Lady Gaga and Beyonce, I watched it, and this is true. On repeat, 72 hours without sleeping. So it's possible to be with a laptop in London in an hospital uh, in, watching 72 hours. Are you right now 72 hours into no sleep? Or have you had? Have no, you slept? No, when was the last no, time you got some sleep? No, now, from midnight, I did uh, say that I wouldn't eat for 72 hours because they didn't uh, let me have a jug to drink water and the law of England is clear uh, in an hospital you cannot be denied water but hold on said- so let me see if i'm following you because you're it's a little hard to understand so you're saying that as of midnight your time which is now what midnight 25 right now over there london time, london time i did say this is at 5 p.m i did it after uh, some people insisted that they eat a sandwich but I said I don't after. know what you just said there. Oh, hang on, so, Johnson. I'm sorry. Try that again. People suggested he eat a sandwich. I'll, I'll be, okay, I'm be. glad somebody can can make heads I'll or tails be. of this. Okay, but what well, you didn't answer my question though. Are, uh, what time is it there right now? 
It's London time, but welcome. New that didn't answer my... That yes, didn't it answer. is London time there. He, he did answer your question correctly. <laughs> yeah. The time there is, in fact, London time. Is it 11.30 time. or, uh, or uh, is it 12.30? Please. Welcome, New Hampshire. Welcome... All right. Uh, why don't you just tell us why you were calling? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Just talk. Please. Please. Welcome, New Hampshire. Welcome, Colorado. Okay, Warren. welcome New Hampshire, welcome Colorado. <laughs> there, I did it. You asked me, please. I did. You asked me very nicely, and I did it for you. Yep. Okay. Welcome New Hampshire. Now you were Colorado. calling about the shooting or the bombing. I guess there was the nail bomb that uh, supposedly went off yesterday in a uh, Ariana Grande concert. Apparently, killed quite a few people. No, no. The thing is that three, four, or five days before, I talked on the national uh, radio in Portugal and Portuguese. And I said, uh, let's, I talked five minutes because I used the chronometer, uh, about five minutes, but in 12 seconds I said, Cambridge, beep, beep, Manchester. Mm, what no, beep, beep? <laughs> Manchester. Manchester, Cambridge, Manchester, and then Katy Perry, beep, beep, Joanna. She is something else, that Katy Perry, isn't yeah. she? Thank goodness they didn't bomb her concert. Thanks for the call tonight. The uh, toll-free number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. I didn't really know what was. <laughs> I, wow. knew, I knew you were going to do it. going on. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. You were working on that voice the whole time. Uh, uh, Manchester. I call Portugal radio. Uh, Hello, I tell Colorado. them about, uh, I have toast. <laughs> Someone suggested I have sandwich. I, have <laughs> yeah, toast. I, I could not drink the jug of water. Coherence is not something I am skilled at. I am 25 minutes into a hunger strike. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have to, you know, if you start a hunger strike, at some point you're going to be 25 minutes in, right? Oh, 72 just... hours I've gone, no, no eating sleep. or sleeping. I'm not sure which. It was either eating or sleeping. <laughs> they tell me some kind of strike. I don't know what is going on. Should we do a live remote from the psych ward now at this point? Because I, I thought that was that's what we've been doing for 15 years now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you really can call in here about absolutely what the hell anything. Just the uh, toll-free number here is 850. It was just so incoherent. It w- it's funny, but it wouldn't make a good promo because it no. was so incoherent. No, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those moments on Free Talk Live. Uh, I wish I, maybe he'll call back and because not tonight, but because mm-hmm. only one call per night. But maybe he'll call back and we can ask him why he was put in the psych ward in the first place. Hmm. And then he can talk about things. <laughs> no possible answer to that. <laughs> well, there's a lot of possible answers. That's the thing. 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. You can bring up anything, even if you're crazy. It's Free Talk Live. This is Riley Blake, producer of the Free Talk Live Daily Digest. In addition to the Digest, I host my own weekly podcast called Anarcho Agenda, providing you liberty-oriented content without all the statism. Subscribe to Anarcho Agenda on iTunes, Google Play, or visit anarchoagenda.lipson.com. That's A-N-A-R-C-H-O agenda.lipson, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for further details. It's Free Talk Live. Dial on in, toll free here, and bring up anything that you want. Our number is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. If you've got Bitcoin or Dash or Ether or Ether Classic, 
Uh, there's a bunch of different cryptocurrencies, actually, that you can use JAX to hold on to. It's the official wallet of Free Talk Live, J-A-X-X.io. You can go to their website and download it for not just your phone, but also for your laptop or desktop, computer, tablet, uh, even browser plugins. It's cross-platform, and it's a multi-cryptocurrency wallet. It's also got Shapeshift built right in there that makes it easy to change from one crypto to another. And this is something you talked about doing recently, Mark, where you've taken some of your Bitcoin and shifted it into other things like Dash. I got some Ethereum, yep. Uh, So you go to Jax.io, get it there. It was created by Anthony DiOrio. He's a creator of CryptoKit, and they made it easy to back up your wallet and recover your funds with Jax. Jax is striving to give you command over your digital life. Coins, contracts, currencies, identity, and more. It's your digital command center in the palm of your hand. It's Jax, the official wallet of Free Talk Live. J-A-X-X dot I-O. Let's go to the phones, to your calls and thoughts. You can bring up anything you want. Still to come, uh, we can talk more about Trump's budget proposal as well as what's going on in Venezuela. Uh, people are worried that the old people are going to be out in the streets dying after Trump's budget. But that's what's happening under socialism uh, in Venezuela. Let's go to Libertarian Banker. First, though, listening somewhere in the United States to LRN.FM. Hello, Banker. Hey, guys. Uh, man, that uh, that caller last segment, I think that was one of the Nigerian princes they called me and needed some money the other day. Uh, <laughs> Are they calling now? Really? I couldn't understand that word that guy says. No, I've um, but anyway, I, I wanted to comment on a caller uh, last night. And actually, you guys are bringing up some relevant stuff uh, tonight. Uh, last night, there was a caller that called in uh, that, that claimed that tw- the $20 trillion it, 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 in, in federal debt doesn't matter. Uh, and his claim was that the, it was the unfunded liabilities that matter. And I agree with him on that point. But his, his logic for why the $20 trillion didn't matter uh, was because it was what, a, a year's worth or two years' worth of GDP, I think? I can't remember what yeah, his number said was. That. But he said it was about a year's worth. I looked it up. It was about uh, GDP something, I think, 17 was the number I saw, $17 trillion. Okay. I mean, that's god-awful. That means that the government took every single dime that yeah. you earned for a year and every output in the ex- yeah. I mean, that's a terrible way to measure Yeah, the United so. States government stole America, stole 15 months from America. That's yeah, if they I were to pay that's, it that's back. That's pretty much the metric around the world that they use the debt-to-GDP ratio, but in my opinion, that's a terrible way to look at it because that just means that the government would have to take all of that money. It also suggests that that the government owns that money, Um, that, you know, the the government... We owe them for that debt. This polygon on a map, um, you know, this organization that claims uh, this territory on a map can then claim the value of everything that's created in that territory. And that just goes to show just how nationalistic, chauvinistic, jingoistic our thinking is in this country. It's a chauvinistic pig attitude. The government steals everything it's got. It's nothing but a bunch of liars and thieves. And they've got you convinced. You know why they've got you convinced? Because in kindergarten, they sent you to their school that they stole money to open and then made you put your hand on your heart in order to pledge to their piece of fabric, and you've been indoctrinated your whole life. No wonder you accept this theft. Don't you mean their exactly. hand on their heart? Yeah, their hand on their heart. Right. <laughs> they own my body. If they can claim my the, the, the fruits of my labor, they, in fact, are claiming my entire body. Citizenship is slavery. You keep that up, you're going to go into the psych ward. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> exactly. If they don't give me water and, in uh, minutes... You know, I- <laughs> and it's, and I wanted to just see. I, I I brought this up before when I've called in the past. 
But I just want to bring this up one more time, that if the government was uh, a, a household that, um, that had made $52,000 a year, they would spend $64,000 a year. That means that they're putting twelve grand every year on a credit card. And they're already $312,000 in credit card debt. So, so tell me, who, who would loan money to somebody like that? You know, so only if you can steal money does that make sense. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Um, I guess they they must pay the debt back over time. Um, you know these bonds and, and that sort of thing. But then they just replace it with new, greater debt. Exactly. And every time they print one, that creates new debt on the Federal Reserve's balance sheet, which is more that has to be paid off. So you can't print your way out of this. It it has to be stolen from people, from you and me, from our children who is already being stolen. The federal the federal so, government doesn't even print money though. They outsource it to private banks, um, you know, operating as the Federal Reserve, and then they pay interest to those banks that they're borrowing the money from. They're not even it's the banks creating the money. The the, the federal government doesn't even do it. Now they could they do create coins. So they could conceivably create, uh, say, twenty trillion dollar coins and give them to the Federal <laughs> Reserve and then pay off the debt that they have to the the, uh, the these banks. But I imagine that would drive most of them into insolvency. Exactly, exactly. So you know the the coercion behind it that that is the problem. If if you want to set up a a government, if, I'm sorry, not a government. If you want to set up a currency and you want to print as much of the currency as you want, as long as you're not stealing to fund the payback of that currency or to fund your organization as you run that currency, that is completely fine. There is, you know, there's completely voluntary interaction. But as soon as the government comes, becomes involved, everything's done at the barrel of a gun. And it's stolen from me, and it's stolen from my kid and her kid. Well, even if you do create a currency and you offer it in the marketplace on a consensual basis, sometimes the government shows up with guns anyway, like they did with the Liberty Dollar. And they steal all of the gold and the silver that... Uh, that's what happened back in 2007. They that's, took it all. That's why they call gold the currency of kings, uh, because the kings are the ones who are ultimately going to come and take it. Banker, any other thoughts you want to share tonight? That's why Bitcoin is going to save the world. So thank you, guys. I hope so. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, well, you know, crypto go- coin anyway. Yeah, <laughs> cryptocurrency is definitely going to uh, save the world. I, you know, It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Bitcoin, however, its future is, I would say, in question, even though the price is once again at a record high uh, today. Yesterday, it, it got up to a right around where it is now and then fell about $200 and then has recovered all the way back up to, uh, again, record highs around 12, 2257 right now, according to Bitcoin Average. Yeah, Bitcoin's price is doing great, and if the price is an indication of success, then everything's fine. I don't feel that way. I kind of feel like um, you know, there's there's some danger on the horizon. Well, like, I mean, you I, look best at I can it, tell, complaining isn't a solution, which is not what most, most people yeah. are doing. Um, I, best I can tell, uh, segregated witness is not a solution. Not to say that it couldn't be a solution. Just to say that, well, how long has it been around? That's a, pro- a proposed change to the Bitcoin right. protocol. And uh, what's the implementation level? I mean, it's at about a third of what it needs to That's do. Right. Yeah. Um, there's the uh, Bitcoin Unlimited and what are they calling the emergent consensus? Emergent consensus is a solution. Now that is um, it's basically doing a little better, but not that much. Yeah, it's about eighty percent of the way that it has to go to uh, to solve the problem. But a lot of people, there's a lot of people that really don't want that particular solution. So we'll see how it yeah. all goes. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. I would liken it to you know you're talking about how successful it is right now based on the price. 
Uh, I would liken it to sort of uh, the United States and the fact that we are so wealthy and generally successful here, I think based on sort of the the relative freedom that the U.S. had for so long, um, you know, we're, we're kind of coasting to some extent on all of the wonderful uh, you know, developments and things that were created out of that freedom, even as the government cranks down on us and you know, becomes uh, more oppressive well, the state over is, time. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a funny model. It's not like the United States is the only or, um, government in the world with a, with a, with a central uh, nation state that uh, attempts to run it. In the form of Washington, D.C. Um, I mean, every other government has basically the same thing. So this is like a com- uh, this is like a competition, a race between invalids, um, <laughs> right. you know, and yeah. So the United States has, uh, you know, it's, it's got uh, one good leg, a, a nub and uh, and, you know, a flipper. Right. And so it's able to get ahead of the EU and the Russians just, you know, that one half a step ahead. And they look like they're doing great. How much better could things be without this coercive top-down model that we have? If uh, you know c- companies were able to provide goods and services without the restrictions that they currently have, I think we'd be a lot better off. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us on the radio waves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Still to come, what is it like to be elderly in Venezuela? Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. Going back to the phones, to your calls and thoughts, but I do want to invite you to become a Free Talk Live amplifier over at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, last week, I did send out an email that was letting people know the AMP program's kind of been having a tough time over the last several years. It's slowly been hemorrhaging cash uh, as we will get like a couple new signups every week, but we might lose a couple or three. So we'll we'll lose a little bit of money in you know, out of the AMP program over time. And, uh, and it got to the point where we were down below uh, 2900 which is the monthly total that we'd had up until recently. And so I announced that on the air and you know, said, hey, look, um, at some point, if this keeps going in this negative direction, I'm going to have to cut something out of the AMP program, which is not something I want to do. Um, I'd rather be adding things to it than, than cutting from it. And folks stepped up this last week. A lot of, a lot of people, I would say, and uh, you know, I'd say at least maybe seven to ten uh, people came in and signed up. Normally, we're, you know, we might get two or something like that, one, if we're lucky. So I think like three of them were brand new and then several were former amplifiers, people who had amped. And then for whatever reason, their life got complicated, budgets got tight, somebody's moving somewhere, got fired from a job, that kind of thing. Uh, So a number of folks uh, came back on board. So thank you to everybody who signed up last week. It took us in the the other direction. We're going in the positive direction now, adding to the AMP uh, dollar total that you can see if you go to amp.freetalklive.com, bringing it up from below 2900 to about 2975 As of when I was doing them, I was processing through them last night. So thank you uh, to folks who did step up. Hopefully we can continue that momentum. What's the highest AMP has ever been? About 4,000. Right, okay. And it uh, has been sort of trailing off since then. Yep. Um, and we're gonna, you know, be doing some changes to the AMP program. We've talked about adding uh, some stuff. Yeah, changing around how the money is allocated. So some people, 
you know, weren't necessarily fans of the satellite time that uh, LRN has as far as the national uh, or international satellites that we have over North Africa America, and North Africa. and yeah. uh, Central America. And so I want to break those out into their own fundraiser because I want those to continue. But we're going to try some new things with some of that money in the AMP program, like, you know, doing different advertising for Free Talk Live, trying to bring some new internet listeners on, for instance. But the AMP program is generally uh, about getting Free Talk Live out there, getting the ideas of liberty out there. And a while back, I added lrn.fm to that um and it looks like it'd be a good idea to break lrn.fm away from that and have two separate uh, fundraisers going mm-hmm. on so uh anyway well that's something i'm working on the lrn thing's going to be a, a patreon because i don't want to copy the amp system and that's mm. it's as complicated as it is already and it'd be a good idea to make something new so i'm working on a video for the patreon thing behind the scenes i started on that today it's going to take some time to do the editing on that but eventually we'll have something to announce there so meanwhile please get behind the show at the amp program at amp.freetalklive.com amp amp.freetalklive.com you get perks in addition to feeling good because you're helping spread the number 29 most important radio show According to Talkers Magazine, we just got the Talkers rankings in yesterday uh, for 2017. So we moved up from number 31 to number 29, and that was year number eight. Mark, we've been doing, uh, we've been on that list since 2010. Yeah, or yeah, 2010. Started out, I think, at number 98. 97 or 98 or something like that. Yeah. So but we were two years, two or three years before that on the Talkers top 250. Yeah, which they don't do anymore. But no, yeah, we were don't. on that too. <laughs> Uh, so thank you to everybody who supports the show. You know what? I don't think there would be a top 250 any longer. The, there's just not, there's that, not many that many of them. national programs left. That's probably true. They, they broke out sports. Well, they which did I local think shows. Is, they didn't just do national shows. They didn't do nearly as many when we were on the top 250. Um, so they could certainly bring in a, you know, a whole bevy of local shows, but then it just shows – the top 250 would show the dearth of new talent in talk radio. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, you know, talk radio just isn't making the investments. It doesn't have the guts uh, to uh, you know, bring on the, the young guys. Um, you know, if, if it's between Free Talk yeah. Live and some old Republican – well, a lot of times the program director and, you know, wherever, uh, you know, whatever, you know, little podunk place it is, is going to say, ah, oh, it's just so much easier. I won't have to, I won't have to what you know the complaining old people, you know, or whatever. But um, Free Talk Live brings a high level of service to stations, a high level of flexibility, and we bring controversy, which whether or not radio stations remember this, controversy is what gets ratings. Yep, and so you can help us get on more radio stations by joining the AMP program and get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, the AMP-only Facebook group, and you can do it with any major credit card uh, via PayPal as well as Bitcoin. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn more about that there. That's amp.freetalklive.com. To the phones, to the fun. Hungary is where we go, where Dave is on the line. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey. Um can I ask you to consider uh, this coming Memorial Day giving a shout-out to an unsung hero of the, uh, the Persian Gulf War of 1991? I was a uh, commander of a, an equipment recovery mission on Phylak Island, about 20 kilometers offshore Kuwait City. And a very valiant young Kuwaiti um, saved my life and the life of my troops uh, in a, uh, a minefield. This was carried in a number of newspapers. I'll give you the title. Take a look at it, and if you think it's uh, newsworthy, 
I'd be real grateful if you um, uh, gave this um, this young lady uh, honorable mention. I thought you said it was a young boy. Lady. Okay. Okay, okay the, um, um, the best newspaper article is titled 13 Years Later. Uh, that is 1313. Yep. 13 Years Later, comma, Soldier's Cat Headed Back to Kuwait. The author Soldiers. is Ed Harris. Okay. Cat. Got it. That is so what Charlie does the cat have to cat. do with a young person saving you from a minefield? I didn't say it was a person. The cat saved our life. This made the papers. Well, tell me about it. I think you said it was a young boy first, then you said it was a... Well, anyway, I go ahead. No, I didn't say it was a young boy. I said it was a very valiant young Kuwaiti. Okay, gotcha. So you meant a cat. And so- it is in... It made the papers in Kuwait. So, like, are you saying Kuwait. that, like, the, does the cat know where mines are buried, and you can like find find your way out of a minefield by following a cat? Well, or? kind of. Everything is in the newspaper. Article. Okay. Well, I don't know how easy it's going to be to pull that up. I got it right here. You did find it. Yep. Okay. Well, I'm asking you because you're here, right? Like, you were actually you're yeah. on the phone with us. So, why can't you tell us? All right. I you want the story? I can give it to you in uh, two three minutes. I yeah. Don't know do, what your time do so. Frame is. Yeah, as short as possible, please. Go ahead. Okay, I was um, a United States Army chemical officer during uh, the Persian Gulf War. My um, primary mission after the conflict was um, recovery of abandoned uh, Iraqi equipment on Philaka Island, uh, a godforsaken little piece of desert about 20 kilometers offshore of Kuwait City. Okay. Um, I was in command of a small contingent of U.S. troops and a somewhat larger uh, cohort of uh, Kuwaiti nationals and uh, third country uh, folks. Uh, the uh, whole island was saturated with unexploded munitions. Um, it, um, uh, it was a pretty nasty place. We got orders to um, go down to the south end of the island um, one day and pick up some radar equipment that the um, uh, our commanding general, uh, General Charlie Getz, didn't want the French getting hold of. We were working with a French engineer team and um, we're kind of in competition for them, for the, the choice bits of equipment. <clears throat> so I took my um, uh, one of my squads, and about a kilometer from base camp, um, we saw something moving out ahead of us. Now, it was um, very, very dark. We were right in the uh, plume of the Bergan field, uh, oil fields, which were on fire. And um, it was uh, so dark um, most of the day that you had to use a flashlight. And, uh, because of the smoke the from the burning wow. oil? Yeah, okay. uh, burning oil. Yeah. Um, I put the uh, the light out ahead of us, and I saw a little kitten. kitten was batting something around, and this is all described in the newspaper. Uh, and on closer inspection, it uh, looked to be either a Russian-made or a British-made cluster munition. Oh, dear. Cluster, um, you know, and cluster bomblets are uh, anywhere from the size of a golf ball, which um, you find in the British and Russian-made uh, munitions, up to the size. So this of kitty was playing with an explosive of- device. <laughs> is that right? Hold on, I'm going to bring you yeah. back here. You can tell the rest of your story if you don't mind. The toll-free number here is eight fifty-five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. A little uh, kitty apparently helping uh, people escape certain death. By, by playing with certain death. <laughs> 
will continue, and you can take control of the uh, the airwaves by bringing up whatever's on your mind. And we'll check in with what's happening in Venezuela in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Hour 2 coming up. Do you want to help build a better financial system for everyone? Join Dash. Dash is digital cash, a digital money platform designed to replace cash and help people manage their own wealth. It's fast and easy. Fees are low and transactions are confirmed instantly. You can pay anyone, anywhere in the world, anytime for just pennies on the dollar. Get started at Dash.org. Dash is decentralized run by users who earn rewards for helping run the network and make governance decisions. Anyone can invest in Dash and earn rewards for helping run the Dash network. Join Dash and help us create a better financial system for everyone. Take back control over your financial future today. Find out more at Dash.org and get your own Dash wallet today. That's Dash.org. Talk Live. You may dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves here as we launch into the second hour of the program. Our number is 855-450-FREE, like freedom. That's 855-450-3733. With you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. And also, uh, we'll go to your phone calls and thoughts. We've got Dave, who's still on the line with us here. He'd called in about a an old war story from back in the first war of Iraq, I believe is what you had told us, Dave, uh, that you were on some island outside of Kuwait City, which was full of munitions. You and your crew were uh, assigned to go and pick up some equipment. And then you saw, you, I guess the whole island was basically on fire due to the oil that was uh, was there, or the oil was no, burning. No, 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 the, the, the fires were on the mainland, the smoke, we were directly in the plume, so it was oh, uh, I see. almost black. I see, okay, so you were a lot of smoke. However, uh, the island had been bombed uh, back into the Stone Age and had uh, munitions all over the place. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so then you saw a kitty through the sort of the, you you know, you had lights that you were shining about uh, and you saw a kitty cat playing with some sort of uh, unexploded ordnance. Yes, it was a cluster bomblet. Now, these bomblets are small. Uh, they're, they range in size anywhere from about the size of a golf ball uh, up to about half the size of a beer can. Uh, where you see one. Uh, there are usually a whole bunch of them around because these things are uh, dropped um, by a main munition that's about the size of a Navy torpedo. goes down by parachute about 1,000 meters over the ground. Uh, there's a bursting charge in it that scatters these things all over the place. When they hit the ground, each one of them um, has a chunk of plastic explosive in the middle that shoots out a, um, a cloud of flechettes and converts anything uh, within about a two, three-meter radius to hamburger. Yikes. Uh, now, are these to take out um, uh, the uh, landing plat- landing uh, strips and that sort of thing? Is that what I've heard they were for? Oh, well, no, these are, these, are, these are vicious. They're anti-personnel uh, okay. weapons. Yeah, just plain old they're bombs. Take out people. They're foxholes and troops in the open. Gotcha. They're, so um, this one didn't explode, is what you're saying. This one little bomblet but, that the kitty. Yeah, um, about I'd say about ten percent of them when they hit the ground don't explode. 
Some Jeez. of them are stable. You could probably pick uh, pick them up and toss them around. Others, um, you touch with a whisker, and they blow up on you. So <clears throat> where you see one, that pretty much clues you into uh, you're in the middle of a burst pattern. Uh oh. Okay. And we saw this. I mean, we we weren't really concerned about the health of the cat. We saw the uh, the you know, she was a kitten uh, batting this thing around, and we figured, oh my God, we're in the middle of a burst pattern. I called a halt. And we very, very carefully retraced our steps, and uh, nobody, uh, nobody stepped on anything. If we had not seen the cat, uh, I probably wouldn't be having this conversation because I was, uh, I was lead, uh, lead guy on the squad. Um, so we, uh, our after action review, we decided that if we hadn't seen the cat, um, at least one of us probably wouldn't be going home, or would be going home in a rubber bag and several pieces. So we figured this was um, an omen from God, good luck and everything, and um, we decided to try and um, identify the cat and bring her back with us, um, which was actually fairly easy. She had a marking on her back. It was a, a question mark. Uh, it looked almost identical to a question mark. I, there, there should be a picture in there somewhere, that uh, newspaper article you have. Um, in any case, uh, next morning we, uh, we set out... Um, some of our god-awful MREs, meals ready to eat, uh, field rations uh, they gave us. And there's a population of cats on the island that, um, uh, a few dogs. Uh, actually, I never saw any dogs, and they didn't live very long for some reason out there. Might be the bomblets. Uh, but uh, there's a What? Might be the bomblets. No, no, no. Uh, there's an interesting story behind the dogs, but uh, it's not time for that. No. Uh, I don't know, if you want to interview me sometime in the future, uh, I can tell you. It is we don't really generally do interviews, uh, but, you know, it was an interesting story, and I uh, appreciate you sharing it with us. We do tend to be uh, sort of anti-war here on Free Talk Live. so But we, I'm glad they were saved. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we would rather you not have had to have been there in the first place. Oh, I, I'm, I am, I am uh, the most anti-war person you, uh, you'll Good. meet. I'm uh, libertarian conservative, but uh, I... I uh, I've been in the middle of the war, and I, uh, I'd really not not like to see us get involved in another one. But that, uh, that's you. another story. That's Thank true you. for a lot of people who've been in the military that they, you know, they get in thinking one thing, and then they finally realize how absolutely horrific. Indeed. That is. Hey, Dave, but, thank you for sharing the, the yep, thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Anytime you want to tell hey, a story. Hey, give it a shout-out on Memorial Day. Well, we don't really do shout-outs, but I appreciate you t- telling us now, so thank you for the call. The toll-free number remember uh, the cat, and I I can't even pronounce the cat's name. It's, it's something to do with Arabian Nights. Shay her Kitty Bomb Bomb. Yeah. Sherazad. Sherazad. Yeah. There you go. Okay. All right, so uh, the toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. We've got Jesse on the line in California. Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Johnson and Mark. Hey, how you guys doing? I hey. spoke to you guys before a different uh, cast there. Uh, I just wanted to talk about the ban on the Jehovah's Witnesses in Russia. Uh, Ooh, this is news to me. I... to do that to them here in America? <laughs> well, first of all, we should find out a little bit more about the ban. Uh, I, I don't know, Mark, if you want to pull that uh, pull that up, but what can you tell us about the ban in Russia? Well, they got banned for being extremists, breaking up families. Oh, and, and when you say breaking up families, you mean like if somebody joins the Jehovah's Witness, but the whole family doesn't join that's kind of they they do the kind of the culty thing where they say you got to cut them off shunning them right shun them no well let's say i had a child and that child no longer believes in the religion mm-hmm. i have to shun that child 
That's right. Right. It's basically the same. It's my thing. understanding. Yeah. So, uh, so I Russia. don't think that the banning is quite as um, thorough as it's uh, you know one as they might imagine. A friend of mine is Jehovah's Witness was raised Jehovah's Witness and uh, doesn't believe that stuff anymore. And you know, I'm not going to say that he's as close as he could be with his family, but then again, they're Jehovah's Witnesses, and uh, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be. So you're saying you want that ban to happen in the United States? Yes, because I'm the leader of the former Jehovah's Witness movement. And they're a bunch of liars. They brainwashed me, and I need to do something about it. Do you think we should do that with other religions, or is it just Jehovah's Witnesses? Well, let me get one at a time. One at a time. <laughs> I feel uh-huh. like there's a Bitcoin joke in here somewhere. Why is that? About segregated witness. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they won't stop worshiping. They'll just go underground. Sure. Yeah, I, I don't understand why World you War II care. When they tried to round them up and gas them. I mean, look, in the United States, as I'm sure you know, there's supposed to be the freedom of religion, and so if people want to have a crazy, uh, you know, shut off from the rest of the world religion, which excludes people and rejects people and shuns them, they should be free to do that. We understand the dangers to friends and families and relationships that these. Uh, cults uh, can can provide, but ultimately that's part and parcel of the whole freedom idea. If you would be talking about banning that, you'd be talking about a major change to the concept of freedom of religion and completely abolishing that. So you and know they're a book-selling company. Huh? They make a profit off of these books they hand out. Sure, who cares? Books. I mean, Scientology uh, does some stuff too, but I, they're a religion. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, who cares? You don't have to buy their book, so don't buy their book. I think the best thing you can do is to talk about your experience, is to share you know, what it was like to be in this religion, the Jehovah's Witnesses. Tell people, you know, put the word out there, whether it's by calling talk radio or, or you know, blogging. As you said, you're part of an organization. What's the organization named? We're not organized. We're actually anarchy right now. The former Jehovah's Witnesses. So there's not an organization. What I mean, how do you... No, no, it's a free-for-all. Everybody fights. Doesn't sound like much fun to be in that group either. Nope. <laughs> You're saying the well, former Jehovah's Witnesses that's one fight. Of the problems, that's one of the problems with being an organization that's against another organization uh-huh. is that you have nothing cohesive except that you dislike the other organization. Oh, yeah, yeah. We know what that's like uh, here in Keene. Yep, um, like <laughs> what you really need to do is you need to provide a way to uh, help people who are in the Jehovah's Witnesses uh, break out. Hey, uh, Jesse, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Toll free number here, 855-450 free 855-450-3733 yeah the group here in town so disorganized they couldn't even keep their website online too bad (laughs) it's free talk live we're coming up Talk live. Dial toll free. Join us on the radio waves. Our number here, 855 450 free. That's 855 450 3733. Joining you tonight, you've got Ian and Johnson and Mark. Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty oriented news aggregation site. Do you want the newest and freshest stories and perspective on current events? From those who value liberty, well, freedomsphoenix.com has that. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. 
Freedoms with an S, Phoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. You can bring up anything that you want. Coming up, we've got uh, the latest out of Venezuela. The big scare that uh, some people are talking about is this Trump budget. They're worried that it's going to take food out of the mouths of the elderly. Well, I can tell you that's happening in Venezuela, and they've had all kinds of socialist programs for a long time. They've had, uh, you know, lots of different wealth redistribution, nationalizations, all kinds of stuff there. And the elderly in Venezuela are basically hunting around through garbage for food at this point. We can tell you more about that coming up here. You can bring up what you want. Let's go to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Sarah. Um, I heard about the UK bombing, and uh, it is a great tragedy how the the teenagers got killed like that. Oh yeah. But I just want to I just want to bring up this point that you know the the teenagers uh, they killed themselves more while driving around uh, than nice these, uh, random bombing. Yeah, huh? that's true. That's good. a nice segue there. Nice segue is what he said. Well, it's true. You know that uh, the auto. Automobile uh, auto wrecks killing teenagers have been number one. That's how they number one of getting killed for teenagers uh, since the 1980s. I don't think a lot of teenagers and, uh, have died on segways, though. Well, <laughs> and then also, so you know what? I mean, the media they blow it up like a like it's a big deal, but these bombings don't help ha- happen all that much. But it's it's sensationalism since it, it, it happens very rarely, so they gotta make a big big deal about it. And then we got a bigger problem of um, all the children under uh, 13. Our number one killer is the auto wreck. It doesn't, no matter how much they tie them up in the back, in the uh, car seat, it, it's what kills them most. Well, that's because they're not else. likely to die. Um, I mean, if you make it past year, I don't know, two or three, um, then you're not very likely to su- succumb to uh, you know illnesses, childhood diseases, these sorts of things. They're just rare because you're in the early part of your life. Um, you know, the reason uh, I would presume that children are killed at a lower rate uh, in cars than say eighty year olds are, but no one cares about the eighty year olds because they've lived a full life. And the children's um, statistics, cars are far more deadly because, well, you know, um, it's the only thing that's killing them. I wouldn't fret too much, Sarah. This is a problem that will solve itself with self-driving cars. Yep, self-driving cars are on the way, Sarah. Well, you know what? I just hope that, uh, you know, they come out with it pretty soon instead of yo-yoing around. All they keep talking about it is uh, talking about it. But, you know, I met, um, you know, kids, like teenage kids that, it was, I remember I was in a car with when I was a baby. You know, I'm talking to a 13-year-old, and they remember that car How can wreck. that even be possible? Can, I mean, does anybody what really remember happen? stuff from when they're a baby? Some people do. Wow. I do. I remember um, when I was, uh, my, my mom would just throw me on the floor, and then she would check my diapers. I remember all that. And I was trying to tell her, hey, don't be she throwing threw me on, you the, on floor, the floor, man. That explains talk. a lot. You mean like a DDT? <laughs> She's no, you don't have to, you have to put the baby on the floor. You have to lay the baby on the floor to yep. change the diapers, right? Yeah. Well, she just threw me. I mean, she just like, I was like a jelly. That explains I was just thrown on the floor, and I'm like, I couldn't talk. I was uh, trying to yell Never, never, never like, throw a baby on the floor. No Thank you for the throwing. call, Sarah. And Tolfin then I number. threw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> 
Look it up on YouTube. It's a song. Okay. The uh, toll-free number, if you want to join us here, 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. I mean, it must have been absolutely terrifying uh, what happened at this concert in the UK with what are now apparently at least 22 people uh, who have died as a result of this bombing that now police are in the streets, not just police, but soldiers, according to theguardian.com. Soldiers are being sent onto Britain's streets to help the police, they say, and a second terror attack may be imminent following the Manchester concert bombing, according to the Prime Minister over there, Theresa May. They raised the threat level from severe to critical for the first time since July of 2007, meaning that, quote, not only that an attack remains highly likely, but a further attack uh, may be imminent. Unquote. May said that she didn't want to. She didn't want to unduly alarm people, but military military personnel would be present at public events and key sites under police command. She said it could not be ruled out that the attacker, named as Salman Ramadan Abedi, was working as part of a terrorist group, according to the Wall Street Journal. The Wait, Islamic- what did they say about that? She could says be ruled out. It could not be ruled out that Didn't he. ISIS, well, okay, and ISIS is also claiming credit. ISIS attacks, so. is claiming credit well, for ISIS the claiming credit for yeah. uh, you know a, a toaster oven in the kitchen's fire. Hmm. Speaking from Downing Street after an emergency Cobra meeting, May said the invest Cobra wasn't that the bad guy <laughs> in uh, GI Joe, also a former caller. Yeah, yeah, we haven't heard from him since the 2012 election, have we? Cobra Commander, yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to that? He was going to run gonna again. Call in and be like, "I scream." <laughs> he was supposed to run again in 2016. Got a real life? I don't know. Maybe Megatron took. He him didn't out. have anything to do with this attack or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> Speaking from, good. I can't, I, I can't it's do hard to do that voice. Well. Yeah, that's, it's really that's a hard voice to do. Uh, speaking from Downing, the guy who originally did it passed away years ago. Oh, really? Uh, Chris Latta. He was also the voice of Starscream in the the Transformers. Oh. And uh, I think, I don't know if he died of AIDS or whatever, but he died a long time ago. My favorite voice acting voice is the one from uh, Teenage, Mutant Dur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of the Krang. That's like, there's a video on how the guy like came up with how the voice. It? It's amazing. Uh, the Starscream from the new movies just sucks in comparison to the uh, Starscream of, of course. the cartoons. Yeah, you can't, yeah. I mean, there's just some things that uh, can't be matched. Yeah. This I mean, did, uh, what, Mike, what's Michael, what's, what's Michael the Michael Bay? No, the not director. Michael Bay, not the director. Oh. Um, the guy who did Auto, uh, Optimus Prime's voice. Oh, Peter Cullen. Peter Cullen, right, right, right. They, uh, what, they run him through the digitizing thing or whatever. Yeah. They take every single syllable so That's that right. they can always do his voice forever. They more. sure did. So what I want to know is, why isn't there his voice on... GPSs and phone search. I, you know, like how? Oh, I don't know. I want to download. Question. I want to download. Uh, you know, they've got Elvis, right? I want the yeah. They've got Elvis. They've got Mr. T on the GPS. That's they've awesome. got uh, turn left fool. Of <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> a pity a fool don't turn right. Police reported ahead. Fool. I would rather have. The, now are those free? Can you download? <laughs> yeah, yeah, those for oh, free? yeah. Absolutely. Waze. It's, app. it's Waze. Does yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. I need to look into that. But I, you know, Optimus Prime's GPS would be a great one. Yeah, it would. It really would. Uh, so it is one of the greatest voiceovers. He's a classic yeah. voice, and they always have the beginning of the trip too. And you could have them, you know, like you started a thing like roll out. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Autobots you get roll pumped. Out. I'd be surprised if that doesn't exist. Have you already looked for it? Do you I know have, for yeah, a fact? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, maybe someday. The toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. I hear they're cranking out a fifth Transformers live-action movie. Ah, I wonder if it'll be as bad as the other four. (laughs) They've been pretty bad. They really have. Jack loves them.
Yeah, well, I mean, he transforming no, robots, he has things no go threshold, boom. Right? <laughs> I mean, I've... Boom! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> More coming up here in moments. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves. It's Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. North to Port is a Liberty-inspired fiction podcast about a band on tour. Each episode chronicles the band's adventures in the form of a radio interview at a tour stop location. Listen as North to Port explores Liberty themes in friendly ways with humor and music. To listen to the podcast and the accompanying album, please visit northtoport.com. That's N-O-R-T-H-T-O-P-O-R-T.com. Or just search North to Port in your favorite podcatcher. toll-free, and you can take control of the airwaves by bringing up anything that you want. Our number again, 855-450-FREE, like Freedom, 855-450-3733. Skype username for you is lrn.fm, and I want to let you know about Bitcoin.com. They've recently reported that Bitcoin transaction fees have increased by more than 1,200% since 2015. To many Bitcoin proponents, the current fee market is moving way too fast, making Bitcoin unusable for certain transactions. Uh, In addition, the fee market and slow confirmation times have increased the tension concerning the block size debate. If there are wallets with low amounts of Bitcoin that can't cover those fees, those become virtually unspendable. And this problem is not getting any better uh, as the price of Bitcoin goes up. As the price of Bitcoin goes up, the fees are going up too. Uh, Plus, you've got all these people competing on these fees because Bitcoin is basically at full capacity at the moment. It's a it's a wonderful technology, but the current programmers seem to be seem to be holding it back. And Bitcoin.com has been reporting on that for a while. You can go there. They've got a great news site. Uh, maybe you are you know, brand new to Bitcoin. You want to learn more about it. It's a great place to, to start. And it's a great place to go if you're old school into Bitcoin. Bitcoin.com. As we continue here, uh, soldiers are being deposited into the streets of uh, Manchester out in the UK after a bombing, a horrifying bombing that uh, that happened, I think it was last night at an Ariana Grande concert. 22 at least are dead, many more injured. And speaking from Downing Street, Prime Minister Theresa May said the investigations of the security services and police have, quote, revealed it's a possibility we cannot ignore that there is a wider group of individuals linked to this incident. The Prime Minister said, quote, the police have asked for authorization from the Secretary of State for Defense to deploy a number of military personnel in support of their armed officers. This means some armed police officers guarding events will be replaced by soldiers in an operation codenamed Temperer. It's the first time that the operation, which was first revealed in 2015, has been put into effect. The plan is believed to allow up to 5,000 troops to be deployed in support of the police, replacing armed officers at many sites to free them up for patrols in key areas. So yes, you literally have military in the streets in the United Kingdom. Is that going to stop the bombings from occurring? Well, it, um, I mean, one would. No, I don't see how. Um, yeah, I mean, if somebody really wants to bomb someplace, they've got the guy, right? Yeah, especially since they can hide in those gigantic hats they have, right? The, the bobby hats. 
They have a guy. Or the Royal Guard, you know, the ones with the really big, right. the big furry ones in the red outfits. I would, I, would, <laughs> I would guess that they would propose that they have the guy, and if they there are more, that they will hunt them down as time goes by. I don't think the soldiers do anything except sort of make some people feel good. That's what I think about this. I think that uh, it's all just about the image of the state trying to make people believe that they're actually out there protecting them. Uh, when, you know, I don't know what size the bomb was that was used in this particular case, but presumably it was able to be smuggled in in a backpack or whatever. Um, I suppose private security at events could clamp down and could do more thorough searches of the people coming into concerts. Certainly, it's not uncommon. I mean, having been to a number of shows over the years, it's not uncommon to be uh, frisked. I mean, it it doesn't happen all the time, but I've I've seen it happen where security will will give you a pat down mm-hmm. uh, before before you come in, or they'll check a backpack. I've had that happen at raves where you know ostensibly they're looking for uh, drugs or right. or weapons, or um, bottled water, or, yeah, or <laughs> bottled water where they can sell it to you for eight dollars right. a bottle. That's what it comes. That's what it is at the airport. I mean, what is the TSA except a scam to sell three dollar bottles of uh, water at mm. uh, at uh, at newsstands? Come on. Well, they They've are also char- anything. They're also charging those people a hell of a lot of rent too, so they they have to have high prices. There you go in the airport. But uh, back to the story here. But they can get high prices because people's water's being taken from them. Police and security services are urgently seeking to establish if the Manchester suicide bomber who killed at least 22, including several children, again, it was an Ariana Grande concert, probably average age if you exclude the parents at that show, is going to be you know under 12 would be my guess, uh, was acting on his own or was he linked to a wider organization? The killer was named by Greater Manchester Police as Salman Abedi after he was first named by U.S. security sources. Abedi was known to police and security services, although was considered a a peripheral figure. Greater Manchester Police Chief Constable Ian Hopkins said, quote, the priority remains to establish whether he was acting alone or as part of a network. The investigation is understood to be focusing on whether Abedi was directly supported by other conspirators or built the bomb himself via instructions obtained over the Internet. The device that he used is described as homemade and crude, although it was stable enough to be transported and exploded with devastating effect. It is believed to have been constructed in Britain. Oh, okay. So he was a suicide bomber. Okay, that's that's something that I had. I, this is the first time I've read anything about uh, the story, and so I guess that's how they were able to identify him. Cause I see. He's dead. Bits of them. Yeah. Uh, let's go to your call and your thoughts here. We can tell you a little bit more about the uh, the bombing in Manchester, but we've got Dave on the line in New uh, New Hampshire, and I believe this is is this Ridley Report, Dave. Uh, something along those lines. Dave Ridley, go ahead. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, you guys haven't talked about uh, J.P. Phillips's arrest yet, have you? Uh, you're referring to a uh, person who is a police accountability activist in New Hampshire. Um, yeah, he was arrested over the weekend. I understand that it was about a warrant for ostensibly filing a false police report with the city of Manchester at some point. I'm not sure when that was. But apparently they did issue a warrant for his arrest, and, and he was uh, was arrested and bonded out. I did hear Rochester police say oh, pretty much exactly that. Now, they, he was arrested while he was out cop-locking. Uh, the Manchester police put out a warrant, but uh, Rochester police were the ones that arrested him. 
and I guess they were the first to come in contact with him after the arrest. Technically, he, I mean, you know, he's actually no longer involved with Cop Block because he can't get along, uh, play nice with others. So Cop Block has basically disconnected uh, from him, and he started his own organization called New England Cop Chasers. Uh, but, you know, just to correct, correct that. Uh, on his blog, he said that he was arrested for, that the false, the false police report they claim he filed was, in fact, the visit that he made to the Manchester Police Department to file a complaint against the Manchester Police Department. Mm-hmm. So that's what is a little bit unusual and significant in this. You know, I know that people oftentimes will say that, yes, it's dangerous to file a complaint with the police or, or that they that it's useless or something like that. But I don't think I've ever actually heard of anyone being, being arrested for, for going to the police and complaining to them. Yeah, it's uh, it's different. Um, you know, JP. A lot of people really don't like him up here, and he's not a he's not a libertarian for what it's for what it's worth. He's, I kind of wonder how those complaints were phrased. Yeah, I don't know either because JP has a problem with uh, with the truth, and that's one of the reasons why you know he doesn't have good relationships with uh, with a lot of people. I tend to be pretty forgiving and uh, and understanding that you know he's got some problems. Um, and ultimately, I, I'm willing to work with the people who are out there in the streets doing the police accountability work. JP also likes to, you know, scream obscenities at the police. Yeah, I don't agree with... I don't think uh, going into this police station and screaming obscenities at them about, you know, a complaint is probably going to get you very far. I don't agree with his tactics personally. They're not mine. Mine uh, that's you know, might, might have changed over, over the years. I've kind of softened uh, a little bit as I've gotten to know some of the, the officers as, as human beings. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of people who are, are not going to get behind him because he's burned a lot of, uh, a lot right. of bridges and apparently nobody in Manchester even came out to, uh, to assist in any way, shape or form for him. So he's, uh, kind of, uh, out on his own in, in a sense. Yeah. However, we don't have to pay his salary <laughs> and underwrite no, anything true. that he does. No matter how good the police are, we're still being forced to underwrite their activities and so that. You, you got to be pretty bad as a police. He's got to act pretty badly to outdo someone. Dave, if there's uh, more you wanted to share, you're welcome to hang on. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You're invited to join us right here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. 855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight in studio, you've got Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. We're going back to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, do want to remind you about how to help support Free Talk Live. You just shop with us by going to shop.freetalklive.com. There's Amazon links there. Amazon US, UK, Canada. You go into the right Amazon for you, Free Talk Live, gets a portion of your purchase. Otherwise, Amazon keeps it all. So it's up to you. If you want to help us out and get your online shopping done, just start at shop.freetalklive.com. Please do. But, Ian, aren't there other retailers there, too? There are. There's a few others. There's Walmart, but almost nobody ever goes. Have we ever gotten a check from Walmart? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't I, remember yeah. that happening either. Maybe, maybe once, very small, like a year ago or something like well, that. But and Newegg's there. And that's Newegg's there. Lots of people um, use that. 
Yeah, but they give us very, very little compared to, to Amazon. So yeah. Amazon's really the only one worth really talking about a lot because they give us 7 to 8% usually of every purchase. Unless it's an electronic device, then it's only like 4%. But still, 7 to 8% on a purchase is a pretty good commission uh, just for giving them a lead, basically. Lots of you people do lots of purchasing through Amazon. A just lot of people do, yeah. Do it through our link at shop.freetalklive.com. Thanks and for that. bookmark it, please. Dave is in New Hampshire. Dave Ridley from RidleyReport.com. You're calling about a... Uh, a relatively unpopular police accountability activist uh, who is has finally gotten arrested. I'm surprising that it has taken this long, uh, given his demeanor of uh, you know how he interacts with the police. He's fairly caustic, I guess you could say. He's angry, and uh, and he's done a lot of you know police accountability activism. Probably more than anybody, everybody yeah. in the state combined. Yeah, he's he's you know that's why I give the guy credit where credit is due. He's a doer when it comes to getting out in the streets and, and holding the police accountable. Um, it's just that, unfortunately, he's not good at, at getting along with others. And so he's basically alienated just about everybody that he's ever worked with. There's a couple of uh, newer folks who are in the area who he hasn't yet burned bridges with. Uh, but it's only a, you know, only a matter of time. But uh, anyway, Dave, you say he was arrested over the weekend for filing a police report that was false. Uh, was there more that you wanted to share about that? Do we have Dave? Charge was filing a false police report. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just think, you know, we're our duty as free staters is to create an umbrella under which the people of New Hampshire can live with relative safety uh, from their government, right? And so that, that means, to me, all the people of New Hampshire, if possible, should be as safe as possible from their government. They don't have to be someone that I agree with or I like their demeanor. or mm-hmm. That's nitpicking compared to, the again, to the crime is committed just by a police officer taking the job and sucking the taxpayers for $80,000 a year to do his job. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. Um, And unfortunately, everybody's time is limited. So there's only so much time that one person can spend on another person's case. Right. Activists get paid nothing. Uh, Police officers, like you pointed out, get paid uh, $80,000 a year. And uh, prosecutors get significantly more. So there's uh, it's you're arrayed against this very well-funded machine. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, if uh, I, I tend to agree with you, Dave, that people should be less discriminatory um, I find that the attitude that some of the people in the activist movement have of being just kind of nasty towards people who don't agree with them 100% is a little off-putting, but that's life. I mean, people don't get along, and I just kind of, you know, the nice thing about being here is that you there are enough people who are here that you don't have to associate with them all. There are enough activists who've moved to New Hampshire, who are, you know, doing things here, that if some of them don't like you, and some of them don't like me, uh, a bunch of them don't, uh, they don't like my activism style, or who I choose to date, or whatever, and, you know, too bad for them, it's fine, I've got all kinds of people who do appreciate what I do, and I can spend uh, spend time with them. So, uh, but if you if you burn every bridge that, uh, you know, that you're on, that's going to leave you in a pretty cold place when something finally does uh, does happen to you? I mean, that's just the reality. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't burned the one to me yet. But I would like to think that if he had, I'd still be raising concerns about him being arrested. That's the way we should do it. Agreed. Yeah, yeah I think you're you're uh, you're right about that. Um, that's absolutely true. Unfortunately, as far as I'm concerned, I've got a lot of uh, projects on my plate, and this isn't a priority for me. So I'm glad that uh, that you've called in to uh, to talk about it because yeah, I've been in the middle of, on it. of uh, of editing video. So. <laughs> That's what I've been up to. Dave, anything else? 
No, that's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate it. Uh, the toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Yeah, I mean, it's some people will look at the drama up here and they'll mm-hmm. complain about it. Oh, there's drama in New Hampshire. People don't get along. Well, guess you what? Have people to have drama. Yeah, guess what? We've got the largest liberty movement in the world. We've got an active migration of libertarians. People are showing up, you know, to New Hampshire every week across the state. And more people, now that it's warm out, are going to move now. People are planning. I know a handful of folks at least are planning on moving in June, right around when the Porcupine Freedom Festival and the Somalia Fest uh, are happening. And I'm just talking about moving to this area. So there are people, you know, again, across the state, not everybody gets along, but that's part and parcel of people. That's just how they are. And if you look at other organizations, Cop Block, uh, you look at the Libertarian Party, there's infighting in all of these organizations. Nobody hates libertarians like libertarians. It's just people. I'm sure you find the same crap, the same petty behavior within, you know, the Democrats or the Republicans or whatever other. Libertarians are a bit more contentious. I'm not saying that that doesn't occur. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you. But uh, I think that libertarians, by their nature, are a bit more contentious. When somebody, What's that? Why? Um, When somebody claims to be a libertarian, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Well, I wonder what issue they're not libertarian on. And uh, you like there's a little Rolodex you run through your brain trying to figure out oh yeah exactly uh, how do you feel about the military uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. how about uh, the drug war immigration you know, z- 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 yeah. right you're not trying to find that the 99 percent of things that you agree with this person on you're trying to find that one percent and I think that um, I think that we're we're like that and when you get a bunch of us together. That, um, you know, we tend to be like that. I think we need big, loose organizations and small, tight ones mm-hmm. at the same time. And that'll just, you know, make things better for us. I think more choices is a good thing. So having, you know, cop block and then having the New England cop chasers is a good thing. That that means that we have different groups out there doing kind of similar things. If people can't all get along, that's fine. They should split up and do their own thing the way they want to do it. Uh, I think that that's a good thing. I think that it's Let's healthy. Just ban everybody, right? <laughs> I think it's healthy when these schisms occur. And you know, the guy he's talking about, J.P. Freeman, is one of those uh, controversial characters, and people tend to feel very strongly about him. Usually, in his case, in a negative way. It's very rare that you'll see someone feeling strongly in a positive way uh, about him, and that has to do with the way he he treats people and handles them and. I think that I think that yeah. he's a good he's person. He's more controversial than you are. So imagine what yeah. it's like for people that are sitting out there. And now you can see what it might be like uh, seeing this character run around. I don't think he's a bad guy. Um, I think he really does want to hold the police accountable, and I think that uh, he's dedicated. Yeah, I, and you know, so kudos to him for doing you know the work that he has done. I, I appreciate that, and I've been out on the streets with him countless times. Um, just because we both live here in the in the Keene area, um, but ultimately it's it's tough because because I wouldn't ostracize him, I was ostracized by some people, mm-hmm. yeah. and the people you know they'll say like oh well you need to ostracize JP because he's a liar or he isn't you know, that the way ostracization works though I mean that if you feel strongly enough yeah. about ostracizing somebody that you should ostracize somebody who doesn't ostracize that person sure isn't ultimately i'm not one of those kind of people though i'm the kind of person who i'm willing to work with folks who come out 
right? So we're in an activist movement, and there are very few activists. There just aren't that many. I mean, right. in New Hampshire, people, there's a lot. People would rather argue about um, how to do activism than do activism. Than get out there and do it, right. I like, the people that use the fact that JP exists as their excuse to not do cop block, I find that pathetic. Because he doesn't have to be where you are. He is not even in the same city as most of the people who despise him. But yet, they're not going out doing police accountability activism. JP's the one who's doing it. And, uh, you know, we need a, a, a more, I guess, vibrant cop-blocking movement in New Hampshire. And What's it's it not achieve? here. Huh? What's it going to achieve? Police accountability. And so? Exp- exposing people to knowing their rights, for instance. I go out on the streets it's every— It's for people to know their rights. Sure. I go out on the streets every year in the college neighborhood here in Keene, New Hampshire, which is a college town— uh, Keene State College is here, and I go in the college streets on like Thursday or Friday or Saturday night. Usually, I bring Jazzy, the Studio Beast, out with me, and we hand out hundreds She's a chick of magnet. We hand out hundreds of flyers to these college students, which are all about know your rights information, giving them information about how to handle police encounters. Which, the longer you exist in this world, especially as a drunk college student, the higher your likelihood of having a police encounter is. So it's important information uh, to get out there, and they really do appreciate it. There's more coming up here. Eight fifty five, four fifty, free. This is Free Talk Live. A funny thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Modern advertisers have been trained to look for trackability in their advertising, and web search ads are great for that. They also help you get the consumer that's looking for products like yours in the moment. But they're expensive, and they do nothing to convince people to try your product segment in the first place. They help you get a bigger piece of the pie, but branding mediums like radio grow the pie itself. Free Talk Live's on more than 150 stations, and we can help advertisers with little budgets and big ones. Send me an email, mark at freetalklive.com. It's mark at freetalklive.com. Live, you can dial toll free, join us here, bring up what you want. Uh, Manchester bombing now has resulted in the military taking to the streets in the UK. Also, the latest from Venezuela. We can talk about all that. Uh, you can bring up anything you want as well. 855 450 free is our toll free number, 855-450-3733. And uh, joining you here in our Keene, New Hampshire studio tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. We're going to go back to your phone calls here in a moment. Uh, we were talking about schisms, and I was making the, the statement that I believe that they're good, that they're healthy, uh, that they, they inevitably are going to have to happen when groups grow to a certain size. And I, I overheard you guys, it was in the other room, but I overheard you guys talking about the split, the potential split in Bitcoin. So schisms don't just happen in the, the liberty movement. Mm. They happen in the geek community as well, where we're seeing churches. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Uh, somebody called about Jehovah's Witnesses earlier tonight. So, yeah. That's I mean, where the th- term, I believe, schism came from. Is that right? I believe so. So, yeah, I mean, this is nothing new. The fact that it's happening here in the cop block scene or wherever is nothing new. In fact, uh, people are like, oh, well, it's happening in New Hampshire, so I don't want to go there. Well, if you had they a didn't liber- want to go to New Hampshire in the first place. Well, right. But if you had a liberty movement as vibrant and as growing as we do here in New Hampshire, where you live in, you know, Ohio or Oklahoma or wherever, then yeah, it's not cop block or cop watch, by the way. It's cop chasers. That's his thing. Yeah, right. yeah, that's the that's the new group. Um, but originally it was cop watch. Then there was cop block. Now there's cop chasers. So but there's you know, no schisms among this. 
No, no schisms. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. There's there there's been one of the points I wanted to make was the cop block schism at the national level. The cop block had gone so far from its original organizers' intentions. There was so much infighting that was going on on the national level. These were people who didn't even live near one another. <laughs> I mean, so the fact that you know we have thousands of liberty-minded people who've moved here, as the three of us have. There are these active migrations. There's like the Free State Project. There's Shire Society of these libertarians, voluntarists, people who love freedom coming here to New Hampshire. The fact that we have so many people here and really, honestly, so little real-life conflict and drama. Yeah, there's some people who, you know, snipe at one another on Facebook, but you get them in the same room together and they, you know, no problem. If you stay off of Facebook, the the drama is on Facebook. For the most part. It's not in New Hampshire. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Um, But... So again, online, you look at what happened with Cop Block. Things had gotten so, there was so much infighting, so much, you know, negativity between some of the people in Cop Block. Ademo Freeman, who was one of the original founders of it, at one point a few years ago, I think it's probably like three years ago now, he came in, sort of came out of retirement, basically, came in and cleaned house. He he just basically shut down all the administrative accounts on Cop Block and started from scratch. And that's what he felt like he had to do. This, you know, decentralized organization of cop block had gotten out of control, and so he came back in and you know the took heavy control fist of it. Of centralization, yeah. <laughs> came in and took over. Yeah, I mean, decentralized uh, decentralization has its strengths. It does, um, but there's sometimes where it does it can go a little bit too far, so to speak. Um, so, I mean, there's plenty of examples of this happening. You guys were talking about Bitcoin, where maybe it's going to be Bitcoin Unlimited, or maybe it's going to be the Bitcoin yeah, Core. I think I got to say, I think Bitcoin could use a little centralization right now. Um, and it's one of the things I happen to like about Dash, which is another one of our sponsors. Uh, one of the developers I spoke to, um, uh, Daniel is his name, he described Dash as like a school of fish. They're all individuals, but they move together. Mm. And... Um, it, I'm not saying Dash is centralized. It's not. But it's got some centralized aspects to it that give it a real advantage. So uh, you want to talk to us about whatever's on your mind, you dial in toll-free here. 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. The fact remains, New Hampshire is the destination for libertarians. Uh, however active you want to get, that's up to you. But there's a lot that we can do here. There's a lot that we've already done successfully uh, we've had unprecedented successes in stopping bad laws and rolling some of the bad ones back and stopping new ones from from being formed. So political successes, apolitical successes like uh, epic civil disobedience that has been incredibly uh, successful as well, which you can check out more about that over at VictimlessCrimeSpree.com for a little taste of that. I think we should, uh, you know, that that w- what I should do is go find a bunch of these uh, Bitcoin millionaires that have been uh, made yeah, so, get them up here. so wealthy by the uh, the, the process of uh, Bitcoin and buy a big cruise ship and then can outfit instead take out the the berths and the the cabins and those sorts of things and outfit them in small apartments not big ones not ostentatious uh-huh. and then people can buy or rent the apartments and then we can have a bunch we have a libertarian vessel that goes wherever we want we'll be right there in international waters basically free from the get go um all you have to do is go out you um you know you can have, you have- 
Bitcoin miners that, that where the heat generated converts water to steam and yeah, steam powers go. the entire Bitcoin thing. Ste- mine actually uh, run by ASICs, right? Um, <laughs> you can have a, a satellite thing. We could do free talk live right from the boat. And, you know, you could leave all this infighting and uh, stuff behind. What makes you think you would leave it behind with uh, a bunch of libertarians on a boat? There'd be arguments, but there wouldn't be arguments on uh, as, as something ah, as mutiny. crucial. You wouldn't be able to leave One easily. Well, you people yes, be, you be would. thrown overboard. Talking? Hold on, Ian. It'd be a cruise ship. You'd go to ports. People would yeah. be like, "Oh, let's go here. Let's go there." Uh-huh. Um, so I'm sure, if they could agree on where to go. Well, th- there would be somebody's going to have to be in charge. Th- there, th- yes, at yeah. a ho- on a hotel or a cruise ship, yeah. somebody's in charge. Save your money, Mark. All right, let's go to the phones here. We got Greg in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Greg. Hello. By the way, the, the word schism, the Great Schism, happened, I think, between the Catholic Church and. Uh, Eastern Orthodox Church, like a thousand years ago. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest one. I don't know if that's where the word comes from. Um, if you guys had a boat of libertarians, that's a great question. Who would decide where it goes? You would need a democracy, which would go right back to... Well, a democ- democracy could be a way to decide where the boat goes. Or, um, I mean in a hotel which is essentially the same thing right um who decides where the boat goes well there's um or you know who decides what happens at the hotel and the, the yeah. answer is is that you know there's some decentralized aspects you get to decide what the temperature is or whatever but the hotel manager decides most things so in the case of the libertarian vessel maybe um what we would do is take some kind of uh you know vote on where it is people want to go and then uh, you know somebody who's skilled at this would say okay we'll go to this place this place and this place because they're kind of in a line and uh, we'll we'll save that other place for next year yeah, that's exactly it. That's what I always told you guys, is that uh, societies uh, tend to form some kind of hierarchical uh, structure, or some kind of thing where they need to make a decision, like where to go. So uh, it's inevitable that they will have some form of government. I mean, how, how can yeah, you... Yeah, if that's what they choose for themselves, have... that's fine. Right. Well, the thing about the boat is, is that when you leave, I'm not going to tax you. That the United States government right. can't, stay, can't say and the I same thing. And I think that thing. should be the same... Right. No, that should be the same. In, like, if you leave the United States and you renounce citizenship, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have to be taxed. As a matter of fact, I'm not going to tax you on the boat either. You would simply have to pay uh, you know, a certain amount for, for you know, stay, staying there. The idea of taxes where you pay based on your sort of ability to pay, um, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because it incentivizes people to not have an ability to pay. Ah, okay. So, that, so my topic today is about there is no such thing as a free lunch. And I think you guys pretty much agree with that, right? Yep, because, no such thing as a free lunch. Yeah. Tan snaffle. Okay, awesome. So I guess what I'm trying to say um, is that it works both ways. It works on a societal level. So just because you're not paying taxes, let's say, uh, for health insurance for someone or you know society or whatever, doesn't mean you don't need health insurance. Everyone still needs it, but on a societal level, it just Do they really, more. though? Health insurance kind of came about because of a tax scheme here in the United States. If it hadn't have been for that, then maybe it would only be a catastrophic health insurance situation. Um, it's the intervention of the uh, government into the healthcare system that has driven prices, you know, through the roof because there's four or five administrative pukes doing nothing for every doctor out there that is healing somebody. Yeah, I mean, what if uh, what if the healthcare costs were so affordable? 
that, uh, you know, I mean, we don't need hamburger insurance, right? Like to go to McDonald's, we can afford to, to go and buy those things. We don't need computer insurance. We can buy these things because they're affordable. There's very, competition little, has- very few people, um, you know, have car repair insurance. And if you look at veterinarians, mm-hmm. there's a basically a free market in healthcare. Stand by, Greg. We can continue here in moments. 855. And I'm not in love with insurance as a, as a concept, especially when it's forced down our throats by the government. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Hey, it's Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free. You can bring up anything that you want to discuss. Our number here is 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. Do you want to help build a better financial system for everyone? You can join Dash. Dash is digital cash. It's a digital money platform designed to replace cash and help people manage their own wealth. It's fast, private, and easy. Fees are low and transactions are fast and can even be confirmed instantly. You can pay anyone, anywhere in the world, anytime for just pennies on the dollar. Dash is decentralized, run by users who earn rewards for helping run the network and make governance decisions. Anyone can invest in Dash and earn rewards for helping run the Dash network. Join Dash and help create a better financial system for everyone. Take back control over your financial future today. Find out more at Dash.org. There's a lot of momentum behind Dash right now. Go to Dash.org and find out why. As we continue with Greg in New York, he's back on Free Talk Live. Greg, go ahead with your thoughts. Hey, guys. Uh, Okay, so what if um, you got this uh, Bitcoin billionaire or millionaire or Peter Thiel who wants to give you the micronation and you build your boat and it's cooperatively owned. So there's no one, you know, tyrant who owns, tells everybody what to do and everyone sets the rent. So that's a little bit like taxation because if you're on the boat you got to pay the rent no it's nothing like for it it's nothing like taxation because taxation is threatened on people it's forced upon people who did not consent to it well you're going to, what he's saying is is that there's this sort of new place um and i mean the thing is is that i guess greg what you could do is you could buy your own boat and then you don't have to be on this boat if that makes sense and there are people i was down in uh key west or, i'm sorry i was down in the keys I wasn't in key west um and i was talking to a guy who was you know an avowed commie and mm-hmm. he's like i don't really know how property tax works because i've lived on a boat my whole life but i went to the public school and and my dad never paid uh, any property taxes. So um, there's certain mm-hmm. places in the United States where people are leeching off of the uh, the government school system and not having to pay because of uh, property tax. Like taxes are always sort of inherently unfair, even if uh, people come up with, you know, pe- people try to come up with systems that are fair. But what's it even mean? Oh, yeah, 100 percent. I mean, I live in the building. And there are a lot of facilities that I don't use. You know, seniors use, let's say, the center uh, or a room that I don't use. But I still have to pay. Uh, you know, someone's got to pay for that room. And I'm sure my rent goes towards that. Is that unfair? Well, yeah, it is. But I'm not looking for total fairness. Um, I, by the way, if Libertarian Banker calls in, I just want to say in general, I would love to, uh, you know, how you guys set up that uh, debate. If we had more time, he asked a great question last time. Uh, he said, how is it that um, if you have single payer, right, the cost of living in Wyoming 
is much less than the cost of living in New York City. Yep. So how is it, right, that you would set the price? Central planning. How would you do that? And I think that's a great question. I'm not saying, by the way, that things should be centrally uh, done. I'm not saying the U.S. federal government should be doing um, the health insurance, and I'm not saying that the EU or any large central... Well, I'm just saying decentralize all the things. I'm in favor of that. How do you uh, decentralize massive welfare payments? It's simple. Every community is going to be eventually run without government by app. You literally will have like a WordPress that um, the community installs, except instead of blogs, they will have the rules that the community votes on. And it will be cryptographically secure. People will vote. And simply the currency and everything else will be just run through the community system. You move in. And the community has a certain amount allocated towards health insurance, other things. And that's how people will be able to help each other, especially after disaster. They'll be more resilient this well, way. I see. Uh, so decentralized, like WordPress, which you get from WordPress.com. <laughs> um, so I've got this question. Well, you can host your own. Now, you can host your own. You, right, but you get it from WordPress.com. You host your own after you download the software from WordPress.com right. from the central repository. Right. There's levels yes. of decentralization. Of course, yes. the developers, like we're talking about Bitcoin right now, right? Who is going well, to Well, I, I want to address the, uh, the healthcare coding. thing because I think that it's, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's a really important issue that faces everybody. Um, yes, computers are going to make things significantly more efficient, and I can't wait until this uh, great computer overmind uh, you know, fixes some problems. However... Um, one of the things I saw when I lived in socialized uh, medicine, um, under socialized medicine, is that some people didn't want to work. They didn't want to do the jobs that they had to do. When was this? Prison. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and they would go to sick call in the morning in right. order to avoid oh, doing the work. And <laughs> what you had was essentially socialized medicine incentivizing people to laziness. call out of work and, and laziness and these sorts of things. Because they're going to eat whether or not I think that's great, by the way. I think that's awesome. People don't want to work. They don't have to resort to dirty tricks. They should just be able to not work. Agreed. That's liberty. Yeah, but who the hell's going to work? <laughs> yeah, but, but should they get no, free not. medical care? Um, I mean, they're, they're driving up the cost yeah. for everybody because, look, if I'm really sick, but the guy with the fake sickness is in line ahead of me, there's only so many uh, doctors to see them. And instead of getting seen at uh, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be seen at 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Well, those are the kind of fears that people trot out. And fear? I'm telling No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Fear my foot. I watch this crap happen every single day. Those stinking uh, noob convicts would walk in and be like, I'm not picking up cigarette butts with a can. Right. I'm going to go to right. sick call. And that crap happened every day. That's not a fear. Okay, two things. One, the prison probably did not have uh, doctors competing for your business. Agreed. They probably provided it. Absolutely and not. two... You're talking about prison. There's so many things, including public school, I feel is a little bit like a prison, too. Oh, yeah. There's a I lot of dynamics there. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an open society where doctors can come and compete with other doctors, and everyone has a little bit of money to survive in case they fall on hard times. That's all I'm talking about. Yeah, but, okay, so the same thing. one of the things that confuses me here is that tonight you've said that you want people to be in, like, communities, small communities, not some sort of overarching behemoth federal government paying for all of this. But uh, on the other hand, some of the ideas you're talking about would require uh, some sort of overarching federal thing that can centralize and distribute uh, distribute money. It seems like you can't really have it uh, both ways. Just because you're used to it. 
You're used to the federal government doing this. New York City could run the whole health insurance locally. New York State could run the whole health insurance. Well, and they do, by the way. Uh, insurance companies don't compete across state lines. Uh, but, but they should. But That's by states, federal requirement, I believe. Well, if they did compete across state lines, you just have the same situation as credit cards. They just move to the state that has the most uh, <laughs> uh, provider-friendly policies, and then they, the credit cards give you huge interest rates, uh, as big as they can, because they, they're located in that state. So everybody would just move to one state. It doesn't solve it. If what you had, uh, Greg, was you know a, a community that was trying the things you're talking about and all done on a consensual basis, I don't think that'd be a problem. But when it's being yep. forced down on people across the board, that's when I start to object. I, I'm fine if somebody wants to live on a commune. That's uh, their business. I'm all for handing out the cough syrup to people who need who have colds. It's just that when that one uh, you know person comes along that throws the whole thing out of whack. You know that one person who's you know in such a comatic state that they can't see the difference between uh, light and dark or whatever. Um, you know they're going to drive the costs up for everybody dramatically and a community is not going to be able to handle that. There's more coming up. Thanks for the call, Greg. You can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up anything you want on Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com is of the opinion that the current Bitcoin Core development team is not taking satisfactory steps to ensure the growth and advancement of Bitcoin in accordance with Satoshi's vision. As community efforts to resolve these problems have failed, it is necessary to resolve them with a different approach. By using subreddit r slash BTC instead of r slash Bitcoin and running Bitcoin Unlimited, you are casting a vote against the current development team. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. It's Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll-free here as uh, Bitcoin price, once again, record highs. As we've gone throughout the show here, tonight's at $2,293 right now at BitcoinAverage.com. Record high. Uh, so with you tonight in the studio, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. It's uh, certainly fun to watch as it goes up. People don't have as much fun watching as it goes down. But uh, no. you know, at some point, it might go down again. Uh, you, you never know. They're all going happen. up. It's not just Bitcoin. It's all Yeah, Monero's up big today. Yeah. Uh, big time. Like double what it was the last time I looked. Yep. So very cool stuff. We're always uh, excited to see those things happen. You can join us here toll-free, by the way. Our number is 855-450-FREE-LIKE-FREEDOM. Now, if you've got Bitcoin or Dash or Monero or one of the other uh, cryptocurrencies out there, you can go and get your shopping done and save big time at saveitpurse.com. Save, A-T, purse, saveitpurse.com. You want to get something on Amazon? I just got a, a weed eater, actually. You can see it if you're watching the cam in the in the background. Uh, back there, I got that at twenty percent off from the regular price at Amazon, uh, thanks to SaveItPurse.com. Yeah, now that you have a um, uh, a battery powered weed eater, yeah. uh, what did that cost you? I don't know, sixty seven dollars. Was worth it of worth your manhood? I mean, you is that gave, bad? You gave up bad? a uh, a gas powered weed eater for I did. this? For this? Yep. What's I did. its uh, radial uh, distance? There, uh, four inches? Five? I, I have mean, no idea. I'm I looking got the... at that string. It looks like it doesn't go anywhere. I don't know, Mark. I got the one that wasn't the smallest, though. There were different sizes on that. Oh, so. man. I don't know. You know what you need? You need a still. That's, like, really expensive, right? It's like it really works. It's What's wrong really with Black expensive. & Decker? It's consumer-level stuff. 
<laughs> it only gets used a few times a year. I mean, this is New Hampshire. Was it's not it, like you have was to, it worth your manhood? It's not like you got grass growing. I'm not even going to be using the damn thing. <laughs> I hire people to do that stuff. <laughs> I gave up doing lawns. I did plenty of lawns when I lived in Florida. Did plenty of them. Okay, I had you know houses down there, and I mowed my own lawn plenty of times. And uh, I don't want to ever do it again. So I guess I've given up my manhood because I don't like going out there and mowing the damn lawn because it's annoying and the grass stinks. And the grass it, stinks? It's nasty. I don't like the smell of it. You don't I don't like, like the smell, the smell of, cut of fresh grass, cut huh? grass. No. Huh. No. I like the smell of fresh uh, rain outside. I like that. That's sort of the ozone smell, but fresh cut grass doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. 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 Can I tell you? I mean, Johnson, he's uh, living in a, an apartment co- or a condominium. He didn't have to do any of that <laughs> stuff anymore. It must be nice. With his cats. Yeah. You guys. It's I do nice. Wanna, I do want to get a, a, you know, start a garden, but I won't be uh, using a weed eater on it. No need, no need for that. We had uh, some good luck with those uh, those hanging uh, baskets that do the tomatoes on them. Oh, yeah. I've heard of those. Topsy-turvy. You hate tomatoes? Yeah, I hate tomatoes. Those really are I the like reason for a garden. I like to do those hanging baskets with strawberries in them. Oh, that would be yeah, nice. yeah. Yep. Yeah. They, they, have, they have a strawberry uh, sort of uh, variant for, for you. That sounds um, nice. W- what in the world do you want a garden for if, you, if tomatoes aren't the thing? I mean, that's the number one thing that you can grow on your own and truly get the benefit from. To, to fresh-grown tomatoes taste so much better. Better than uh, store-bought ones. Fresh-grown herbs are also a wonderful thing. To yeah, have. I mean, you do cook a lot more than than I do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife has a big herb garden. And, but I, let me tell you, fresh oregano is way better than the store-bought stuff. When you when you dry it yourself and you just you, have you that, could just get it from Laura. Okay, well I couldn't do that. It's Mark's wife. Yes. Um, so. Anyway, yeah, saveatpurse.com. By the way, saveatpurse.com. You can save big money on pretty much anything you want to buy through Amazon. I do it all the time. And uh, you can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Uh, Let's see here. We were talking about the troops in the streets in the UK uh, that have been deployed after this bombing that occurred last night. The bomber who killed himself detonated his suicide bomb in the foyer of the Manchester Arena Monday night as thousands of children and their parents streamed out at the end of the concert by U.S. pop star Ariana Grande sending bolts and shrapnel flying into victims. The, they said that it was a nail bomb, so yeah. uh, that's why they're saying they were bolts. The death toll from the attack rose from 19 to 22 on Tuesday in what was the worst terrorist attack in Britain since the 7-7 attacks in London in 2005. Two girls aged eight and uh, 18, excuse me, eight and 18, and a 26-year-old man were the first to be named among the victims, with 59 other people hospitalized, several with life-threatening injuries, including a number of teenagers. My the, son is nine. I can't imagine taking him to a concert. Really. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just he's just not into music or whatever. That's got to be it, because, I mean, a lot of these kids are big time into, you know, pop music. And when their favorite pop star is in town, then that's all they're talking to their parents about, right? Like, Jack talks to you about the, you know, he's into the solar system, right? Leg- nine seems Nine does seem a little young for it, though, but I would think more like, you know, early teens. Well, definitely early teens yeah, would yeah. go to an Ariana Grande We concert. just went to a Lego event in uh, Lemonster or something uh, out there in, in uh, Mass., what do they have? Like a, a moving event that goes to different places? Or? It's a. They have conventions. Different different clubs will put on conventions. So this one had, uh, you know, they had a bunch of vendors and then mm-hmm. a bunch of displays. There's a huh. a, a, a battleship uh, Missouri, the one that the um, 
treaty was signed on. Yeah. It was the size uh, to the size of minifigures. So the Lego minifigure guys, um, there was you know this battleship was to that size. It was gigantic, um, and you know it's pretty amazing stuff. Now, who found out about that? Did he know about it, or did you find out about uh, it first? I think Laura hunted that down. He's I not see. very connected. He's not with it like that. He's not connected. He's on the internet. He's not like in a Lego community he there. Or watches something. people play Minecraft on the internet. I mean, that's all. He doesn't play it himself. He watches. He's, oh, he. he plays it uh, mm-hmm. but you know he wants to see what other people are doing too that is so big by the way this uh twitch what oh twitch <laughs> you're yeah. just hearing about twitch no i heard about it like a year or so ago okay. i mean it's it's a big big deal uh the the whole watching people play video games i mean there's also twitch. now youtube gaming as well yeah youtube started their own competitor too twitch is a uh, website has as well actually now I don't know who owns Twitch, but uh, Twitch is a video streaming site that is specifically about video gaming. If correct me if I'm wrong on this, yeah, John. that's correct. It's it's just all video streams of people playing video games, and I guess some of them they give like live commentary. Others it's just them playing or whatever. PewDiePie, <laughs> PewDiePie is the most worldwide famous uh, of these gamers. He's got a YouTube channel. Probably also has a Twitch. Would be my guess. Yeah. But um, this is huge. This PewDiePie guy that he's talking about was or maybe still is the number one youtube channel and all he does is play video games and reacts to them now it's the reactions that make it probably that make him different from the other channels right that uh if he these are people or talk show hosts I mean, I've listened by themselves. To, yeah, I, I, I've listened to them enough. Yeah. They are talk show hosts, and um, my my son watches. Uh, Except one, they don't have guests; they're just talking. We, we themselves. don't have guests. Well, they don't have callers. They don't have. Well, so what? I mean, they've okay. got. Sometimes they'll bring on another person. They'll interact. They've got the video mm-hmm. game to talk about. They talk about other yep. things. These people are legit talk show hosts. There's nothing. There's no difference between what we do and what they do. They provide unique audio content through the medium of their human voice. True. And True. Uh, people and videos gaming. You know, and there's something to watch. But I listen to it. I never. I've never watched any of this stuff. But my son listens to this guy Stampy Longhead. And, okay. Um, you know. <laughs> We like him because he doesn't. He's in filthy mouth. He's not cur- cursing a like lot. some of those uh, other people uh, are. But right. uh, you know, I mean, some of the voices are just irritating as they could possibly be. Others, yeah. I think, are you know got good content. Mostly, I wish that they that he would listen to you know stuff that's more educational. But you know, it's it, you, you got to have entertainment. It's interesting though. I mean, like how popular it is. Like. There's a lot of people who would just rather watch other people play the video games rather than play them themselves. Agreed. Yeah. And I have to say, I've watched a number of these things. Like, I find some of it to be interesting. And it's like, oh, well, I don't have to actually buy this game. I can just watch this other person play it. And, you know, I can stop it any time that I want. And sometimes the commentary is interesting or or entertaining. Uh, I've watched the uh, React channel where they'll have... I like that because they have different people playing the games, and so you get different reactions to the same thing that's that's happening on screen. So they'll have like the elders play, and then they'll have the teens play, and so on. And so I forth. watch reenactments of uh, not not physical reenactments, but like sort of uh, graphic reenactments of uh, ancient battles. As no, this I've isn't reenactments. This is react. Where no. they're reacting. To no, things. no, I'm just saying that's okay, what I watch gotcha. on YouTube. Wow, that's really geeky. <laughs> Toll free number here, 855-450. Free. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up.
Free Talk Live. Dial toll free. The number here, 855-450-FREE, like freedom. 855-450-3733. Well, we were talking about bombings, but ended up talking about pop culture instead, which is fine. You can uh, take control of the airwaves here at uh, 855-450-FREE. But what sparked the conversation was uh, the Manchester bombing of the Ariana Grande concerts, which has resulted now in at least 22 people who have uh, perished due to a man who suicide bombed. And apparently, according to the story here at The Guardian, the bomber was conveniently carrying identification on him when he blew himself up. Uh, in the aftermath, armed police raided Mr. Abedi's house in the Fallowfield area in South Manchester and carried out a controlled explosion, apparently blasting open the front door. The 23-year-old man was a 23-year-old man was arrested in nearby Wally Range, where Abedi spent some of his childhood. Armed officers also searched a block of flats in the area, and an ISIS-related website claimed the attacker was a caliphate soldier who had killed crusaders. Although it remains unclear what links, if any, Abedi had to the terror group. Did the ISIS-related website know that he attacked an Ariana Grande concert? I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, that's a real stretch of propaganda to claim that these teenage girls and their parents were crusaders in any way, shape, or form. Um, I think that uh, basically anybody who's, uh, you know, from Europe would be then, therefore, as far as they're concerned, crusaders. I mean, this is it's a real... stupid. They're oh, Agreed. They're yeah. a real us versus them organization. It's the government that are the crusaders. They're the ones who... I mean, if if the terrorists are going to strike something, why do they keep striking the, you know, these soft targets, right? Why don't you strike the government? Because it... It, it increases the shock value. Yeah, because it's terror, right? They yeah. want people to be scared. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what they hope to achieve. You would think that uh, most, uh, you know, feeling Middle Easterners that would, um, you know, that they were trying to appeal to here would somehow consider this to be like, that's a little beyond the pale killing eight it's year old girls. Um, yeah, I would think that that's what they would think personally, but I don't think like a terrorist. Um you know, so they're not gonna they're not gonna come up on you in a fair fight. They don't want to shoot out at uh, ten paces or anything like that. They want terrible things. Yeah. So I mean, there's more horror here that uh, we could continue to describe to you, but as you might have predicted, it has resulted in the military being in the streets of Manchester. It's funny. They made, the first thought that I have is, you, if you want to know what kind of horrible things that uh, uh, you know a terrorist might want, just watch the movie The Patriot. Uh, starring Mel Gibson, and then you realize how how that kind of works. It's been a while. I remember liking the film, but I don't remember much else about it's it. It's just, I mean, you can make the comparison about about terrorists to the Revolutionary War with American soldiers who guerrilla you know, started guerrilla warfare, mm-hmm. which was you know, but e- they did guerrilla- extremely disgustingly uncivilized. How at the often time. did they re- uh, do guerrilla warfare against civilians? They almost entirely did it against, uh, you know, state actors, right? Well, yes, I mean, but that was the, I mean, they were, the, you know, I guess the British that were there. I don't, I don't really. It know, was a, you know, effectively the terrorism of its time. Right, I, right. I will concur with you on that. But terrorism has deteriorated since then. Yeah, um, there wouldn't have sure. been any value at all for a uh, revolutionary force inside of the United States to really do right. too much uh, terrorist terrorist acts. Now, there's certainly that. Yeah, but some, were they murdering the families argument. of the soldiers, or they were they targeting the soldiers? In some cases, in Philadelphia, you saw actions against loyalists, mm-hmm. um, and I'm sure that happened in a. Some of the other major metros, but it was certainly not. Um, it, 
my, as my understa- as the understanding I have of it is certainly wasn't nearly as common um, as far as uh, going after hmm. you know standing and shooting at soldiers walking on a line. So if you want to join us here, you're welcome to do that. We're talking about some uh, pop culture things, the online video streaming service, uh, you know, the very different people that are playing video games and making big money at it, too, which is like the best part about it. I mean, who in our generation, Johnson, there were a lot of people I think grew up would have loved the job of like video game tester. Because they would have loved to have gotten paid yeah. to yeah. to play video games, but this is even better than video game tester because with video game tester, you're you're finding bugs. I mean, that's your job. It's not it's not as much fun yeah. if you're writing down what's wrong with the game. That's what you're doing that job and for. You have to do ridiculous, rigorous, boring things to be a video game tester. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it looks like it would be fun from it the outside like be, yeah. uh, to somebody who doesn't really understand what they do, but uh, it's probably absolutely horribly dull. This you literally get to just play a video game. Have fun, react. Like the more uh, the more expressive you are with your reactions, the more people are going to love what you do. And you put it online, and YouTube or Twitch or whoever sends you a check. I mean, it's amazing. And uh, there was, I guess, controversy in this, the field to some extent because YouTube recently, and I don't know if it was just a few months ago or whatever, but they started to sort of demonetize the more mature channels on YouTube hmm. because advertisers don't want to be associated with controversy advertisers don't want to be associated with let's say a channel that is uh, not necessarily like racist like chris cantwell or something like that hmm. but just uh offensive you know saying things that are curse words or uh right. you know some semi-nudity like in my house yeah. um when uh, you know jack gets on some you know, there were even some solar system uh, videos out there where it's like, this is effing amazing. <laughs> really, dude, like talking about the solar system, you couldn't have dropped the F, you could have not dropped the F-bomb. Now, did you find that because you were screening them? Do you have to screen the videos? No, I don't. We don't screen them. Okay. We explain to him, um, you know, what's appropriate conversation gotcha. and uh, terminology like that. He doesn't really doesn't use that language. I've never heard him do it. So um, you don't have him, like, you know, liked on the uh, I effing love science page. John. <laughs> <laughs> they do some good memes for Facebook, um, and I don't, uh, I don't, I don't hate them as much as I hate some other stuff out there. So what happened was YouTube started to demonetize. Like they'll still give you a check if you have a mature channel, but it won't be near what it used to be. And so they only have some advertisers who will accept being on those mature channels. Trojan man. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so so one of the YouTube guys, uh, MXR, who does a lot of fa- Fallout uh, videos, Fallout 4 and uh, Skyrim videos and things like that, uh, he was complaining about this, like that this has damaged his uh, channel big time. He has, he has two channels because a lot of these YouTube creators, they have two channels. They have one that's their main channel and then one that they put more like video logs and video blogs and things like that. More long form uh, stuff that's not as highly edited. (laughs) And he says that the the main channel he has has more than a million subscribers. Yeah. The secondary channel he has has 100,000 subscribers. So a tenth of the subscribers. But he makes more money from his secondary channel than he does his main channel, and that's because the secondary channel is just video of him and his girlfriend playing video games, whereas the first channel, it's like like an edited video of uh, of mods of for him, Skyrim and but, other of games. Of him streaming uh, the F-bomb at with, the TV. With him, with like kind of, you know, sexy babes on it or whatever, right? Like, that's what it is. And but, so, you know, cry me a river. Yeah. 
This is what like this this is this is the problem with talent, Ian. This is the argument that has gone on for so long in the radio business is that talent doesn't understand sales. And sales just is sick and tired of putting up with complaining talent, mm-hmm. right? And you know, so effing what? Look, Dial Soap doesn't want to be on your channel because you're a foul mouth jerk. Tell you what, clean up your language. That's all you yeah, have to do. It's the market speaking, there's no doubt. But the nice thing about the internet is you can connect directly with your viewers. And so what he's done... He's doing Patreon. It's Patreon. Yeah, yeah. So. Patreon's great for them. You know, mm. hey, so somebody out there wants to hear a whole bunch of cuss words while they're right. watching video games. Why? It's beyond me. But whatever... So uh, that's kind of what's going on out there. Uh, in other news, let's go to the phones. To the fun, Wolfgang in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Wolfgang. Hello. Um, the suicide bomber, he, he killed the women and children to make a point, and nobody gets it. Um, what's the point? Even you guys. He, he, because that's what the Americans do to them. They kill, um, they, they kill um, children and women. And he called them crusaders because that the invaders are killing women and children. The Times Square bomber, when he gave a speech to the judge, he said, you guys kill our... He went to Pakistan and saw the women and children that were killed by the U.S. drones. And he came back to the U.S. where he's from and told the judge that's why he did it, because Americans are killing women and children. And it's a shame that, you know, he, he used a rhetorical tool of suicide to make his point and no Americans get it, you know. Not even you guys it seems like. You Apparently not. No, I, I think we we understand that. I think you make a good point. Uh, we understand that it. it's just it's horrible to see it happen. I right? don't think it's okay. I mean, you know, the, there's either two dead kids isn't. Uh, oh, it's more than two dead kids. I suspect right? twenty-two. I bet you the majority. Thank you, Wolfgang, for the call tonight. So you're welcome to call another night. We're out of time, but. Uh, yeah, I bet if you looked at the 22 uh, dead, I bet you the majority of them will be under the age of... Uh, I'm just saying two wrongs don't make a right. That's what I'm trying to point out. No doubt. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, a the dead, violence has a dead to white kid somewhere. doesn't bring back a dead uh, Middle Eastern kid. We'll continue tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an effort to move 20,000 people who understand it's about demonstrating to the entire country. That, yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market. Making it just a freer, great place to live. It's the world's largest voluntarist libertarian community, and it's, it's only getting bigger. That's amazing. To be able to move to a place where other people like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire, people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com, 101reasonsfilm.com.